0: So good to see you guys this morning. Um, where are my special volunteers? So, Angie, Angie Gunter, Isaac, where's Isaac at? Labrija, where are you at? All right, why don't you guys come up here for me? So, um, if you're visiting, my name's Kelly. I'm one of the pastors here. This morning we're gonna do something a little different. Why don't you guys? Pa- Thanks, buddy. Okay. All right. Hi. Okay. This is not what we normally do. Why don't you guys take a seat up here? And. um this morning is going to be a little bit of a, uh, a teaching kind of morning. Uh, it's a little bit different than what we do. Hey, what's up, Texas people? People from uh, Tyler, Texas are here. Happy New Year to you. Do you already, no, I was going to say, it's like the other side of the world. You already celebrated New Year's, but it hasn't <laughs> happened yet. Tech, being from Texas for 10 years, it is like a different country, so you can get away with that. Um, but we're going to do something a little different this morning. We're going to talk about Scripture, and um, I- I'm sure all of us here this morning are expecting to get some kind of New Year's resolution, get pumped up kind of sermon. And not really going to get that this morning, so it's going to be a little bit different. But here's what we are going to do. We're going to focus on, l- let me say this before we get into it. New Year's resolutions, they're good, they're great, that's a good thing, but it's really, it's all about you, and it's about your power to be able to fulfill it, right? It's about the strength that you have within inside you, you'll see memes on Instagram, and about how you can do it, and all these kind of things that pump up the inner self. And really, for those of us who have put our hope and our faith in Jesus as our Lord and Savior... New Year's resolutions kind of mean something different. They're, it's good to like try to better yourself and all those kind of things, but without the power of the Holy Spirit, without salvation, uh, like an engine inside us, changing us and transforming us and the power of the Holy Spirit, making us more like Jesus, we really have, only we're only left to our own selves. And what, I mean, some of you guys in here this morning probably already saying, okay, this is the year I'm gonna get fit, right? This is the year I'm gonna eat healthy, yeah. Uh, I heard people this morning saying, thank God for double uh, or XL t-shirts, double XL t-shirts. And, you know, I'm, I'm saying, hey, I went out and bought Nike shoes. Somebody gave me a Macy's gift card for, uh, for um, Christmas, and I was like, thank you so much. I'm going to go get fit. So I bought some Nikes, and yesterday Marianne and I, we, we exercised, and we're trying to do the whole thing. But I know inside of me is this thing called the flesh, Right? And what it wants to do is constantly sit on the couch and eat potatoes, macaroni and cheese with my potato chips. Um, That's a weird visual image, tamales. And so my encouragement to us as a community is go for it. Do the New Year's resolutions, but don't make it about yourself. Make it about what God wants to do through and in you. Allow the power of the Holy Spirit, if you're a Christian, if you profess to be a Christian, to change you from the inside out. Not from the out. All these New Year's resolutions are really about the, all the stuff on the outside. Um, and so what God wants to do is do something on the inside of us. So here's what we're going to do this morning. Um, we are going to be launching this year a thing called CBR. I think there's a little uh, logo I put in there. If you guys can find that back there and we're going to have these back on the table for you to purchase this morning. CBR stands for community builder building Bible read <laughs> community Bible reading journal. Thank you. And if if Southland's Chino only read the Bible well. If all we did this year was become disciples of Jesus because we were into our word, that is not a tragedy. That is a victory. And here's what I'm hoping will happen this year, is that we as a community get a love for the Word of God. Here's my guarantee, you guys, this morning. Nothing is going to change you more. Nothing. This is on tape, so I'm not afraid to say it. Nothing is going to change you more than Scripture. No amount of exercising, no amount of eating blueberry antioxidants all day long is going to change you from the inside out more than scripture. And so this morning, the push is going to be, let's read scripture together. So if you have your Bibles, turn to Psalm chapter 16. And uh, here's what we're going to do. Like I said, this morning is going to be a little bit of a teaching morning. The CBR journal, we're going to put it to its test, okay? Okay. And so I've asked Angie and Isaac to do a live CBR for us this morning. And and what we're going to do is I'm going to give them Psalm 16. We're all going to read it together. But as I'm preaching, don't be distracted by them. They're going to be allowing the Holy Spirit to speak to them, and they're going to be doing the things in the journal that that the journal requires of them. And then together at the end, they're going to share what they wrote in their journal, okay? Okay And the purpose of this is to show you that just anybody could do this, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. If you have your Bible, turn to Psalm 16. We're going to read all of chapter 16. It's not very long. This is David, and he's speaking about the faithfulness of a God will not abandon him. He says, "Preserve me, O God, for in you I take refuge." in pleasant places. Indeed, I have a beautiful inheritance. I bless the Lord who gives me counsel in the night. Also, my heart instructs me. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my whole being rejoices. My flesh also dwells secure. For you will not abandon my soul to shale, to the pit, or to hell, or let your holy one, see corruption. You make known to me the path of life. In your presence there is fullness of joy. At your right hand are pleasures forevermore. This is God's word. What an encouraging portion of scripture. Will you pray with me this morning? And then we're going to dive in a bit and then we'll be done. We'll be done. Jesus, thank you for the Word, that you are the Word. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And this morning we we thank you so much for this life-giving instrument that you've given us. This thing that affects us more than anything else ever could. We're so grateful, and I, I pray that God, where our gratitude has grown dim. For your word, where our our, our our desire, our longing, our hunger for your word has grown dim. Will you come and whet our appetite this morning? Will you come and let us taste and see how good your word is? Where our flesh has longed for other things and we've been satisfied with other things and and, and has overly satisfied us where we, we no longer desire your word, will you come and remove those delights from our heart? Will you come and remove those idols from our heart? And will you put back again the center of our faith, which is the word of God, that is everlasting, that is you, Jesus. Will you come and do that this morning, we pray in Jesus' name. Um, all right, guys. So you're oh, you already started. So go for it. Just never mind them. Ignore them. And at the end, we'll get back to them. So um, if you, if you've heard of this place called Lifeway, uh, you may have seen it at like malls, and it's a Christian uh, bookstore. And you know, it's like where all the Christians shop, right? Everyone just shops at, at Lifeway because you get your like promises for the day. You get your Christian candles and your Christian bookmarks and your Christian USB drives and who knows I mean there's a whole market um, but they they're really good at research there's a guy named Ed Setzer and he is he's head of Lifeway Research and he's done uh, a research that took over 10 years of development and what the focus was it was specifically on discipleship and those who are already believers in Jesus and kind of starting them from an infant Christian to a mature Christian. And after 10 years of, of research for discipleship, what they came to the conclusion was is that reading your Bible cons- uh, consistently and regularly was the number one way that Christians mature. The number one, after 10 years of discipleship. So we who, who say, hey, we're believers in Christ, we're saying we're disciples of Jesus. A disciple is not this hardcore You know, person who is always looking really, you know, serious all the time about Jesus and all the every no, a disciple of Jesus, someone who follows Jesus and who wants to be like Jesus. Those of us who are in this room, we're disciples. And the number one way for us to become more like Jesus, become better disciples of Jesus, it's not attending more church services, it's not walking old ladies across the street, it's not not kicking your dog. It's not getting your wife flowers when you messed up. It is reading Scripture. Now, here's the thing. This morning's not meant to be a guilt trip, right? I know there's us sitting in and we're like, oh, oh my gosh, like, yes, I know I'm supposed to read my Bible and I'm supposed to do all these things, but I, I miss days. And, you know, some days I'm just so busy. You know, some moms in here, like, I'm just lucky if I could just get a shower through the day because my kids are going crazy. I'm lucky if I you know, brush my teeth and get out of the house. And, and for some of us, reading scripture is not always normal for us. Well, I want to free you this morning. It's not meant to be a guilt trip, okay? It's meant to be an encouragement to you. Um, and because reading scripture is the number one way that we become disciples, I believe that the enemy attacks us, number one, in reading scripture you can get distracted part of my prayer this morning was just saying god will you remove the idols in my heart the things that satisfy the things that i long for the where the flesh wants this over this often it's like eh, i have a choice if i'm going to read my bible or i'm gonna look at instagram right i'm gonna spend time in scripture or i'm gonna like binge netflix stranger things too you know I'm going to, yes, it's pretty awesome, for those of you who never watched it. Wait, I didn't endorse that, so. So I don't want you to feel guilt. What, what I'm hoping this morning is that there becomes in you a new, fresh passion and an alive, active, uh, empowering, both you partnering with the Holy Spirit so that when you read Scripture, it becomes alive. Um, I saw this thing on YouTube a couple years back where... There was, uh, I think it was, I believe it was Chinese people who were banned from reading scripture. And somebody had snuck in Bibles. And you see this group of people, when they open the box, they're absolutely weeping. and, And just hugging and coveting the word of God. Because it is so dear to them and they're not allowed to have it. For us, we probably have like five or six of them in our house. Some of them may be collecting dust. Um, And my hope this morning is that God will encourage you to read Scripture. So why should we read Scripture? Number one, I'm just going to give us three easy points, and then we're going to have these guys share. Scripture is the primary way we hear God's voice. Let me say that again. Scripture is the primary way we hear God's voice. Now, what about prophecy? What about Community, what about when when somebody comes up to me and tells me, like, I felt like God said, and what? we we see God in nature, and we, yes, absolutely, all those things are valid. But they don't supersede, they don't trump scripture. Scripture is the number one way that God speaks to us. And so often what I hear quite a bit is someone will come up to me and say, you know, I'm just, I'm having a hard time knowing God, knowing what he wants me to do about this situation, I'm having a hard time hearing God's voice. And do you know what my number one response is? It's a question. Are you reading Scripture? Usually, the answer to that question is, not really. Well, if Scripture is the number one way for you and I who call ourselves believers in Jesus to hear God's voice, then why wouldn't we want to hear God's voice? Why would we try to do all these other things, peripheral things, to hear God's voice? And kind of like pull stuff out of that. No, let me tell you guys this morning, I'm not being ultra like hardcore, I'm saying this is the truth. Scripture is the number one way that God speaks to you. And it's not like, okay, God, what color shirt should I wear today? And then like, please open up, boom, oh, you know. And then you come, what's that old joke? Judas went and hung himself. Oh, that's not very good. Okay, let me find another one. Go and do thou likewise. You know, that kind of a thing. No, we're not saying randomly open up like Russian roulette in your scripture. As you read scripture more and more, you get to know God more and more. If I only spend one minute a week with Kirk Randolph, and we only have that one minute conversation, you'll probably say, I don't know Kirk very well. But the more and more I speak to Kirk, the more and more I get to know him. The more and more I get to understand his mind and his thinking. When he says crazy and weird things, I'm like, oh, that makes sense. It's Kirk. (laughs) So not only is Scripture the number one way that we hear God's voice, it's the number one way that we understand and know God. That's number two. But it's it's not just knowing God to know God. See, I can actually spend time with Kirk and get to know him from an intellectual point of view. Kirk, what do you think about this? Well, that's, he you know, gives me, a, oh, thank you for that information. And I walk away. And often we read scripture and we want to get more information about God. The Christian church, the American Christian church is bloated with information about God. There, you could, now because of the internet, you can search anything and you'll get a million different Research, resources about the topic that you're trying to search about who God is. All with different opinions. And we're bombarded and we're bombarded with information and information and information. But that's not the point of reading scripture. See, the point of me spending time with Kirk, hopefully, is that I get to know him as a person. And he gets to know me as a person. It's not so I can just intellectually know things about Kirk. It's so that I can know Kirk personally. And often, that's the temptation when we read Scripture. And this is why we're going to be trying to implement CBR, because this is not a Bible reading, like, uh, read your Bible in a year program. I want to say to you, if, if that's your, like, goal for the year, that's great. Okay, it's good, but it's not great. See, because reading through, checking off a checklist, oh, today I read, blah, 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 I read my reading, and we feel better about ourselves, and we did a check. That's not the goal of reading Scripture. The goal of reading Scripture is to know God. What else? Number three, last one, and then we're going to have these guys share. How are you guys doing over there? Doing right? Scripture, Scripture transforms. Scripture matures us. Scripture makes us more like God. Uh, If you have your Bible, turn to 2 Timothy. Chapter 3, uh, verse 14 through 17. This is Paul, and he's writing to his younger counterpart, Timothy, and he's encouraging him. And he's saying... It says Timothy, remind them of those things and, change them, and charge them before God not to quarrel about words, which does no good, but only ruins the hearers. Do your do your best to present yourself to God as one approved, a worker who has no need to be ashamed, rightly handling the word of truth. But avoid irreverent babble, for it will lead people into more and more ungodliness and their talk will spread like gangrene. Among them are Hymenius the, are and Phil, Philetus, who have swerved from truth, saying that the resurrection has already happened. Sorry, I lost my spot here. Verse 19, but God, for, God's firm foundation stands bearing His seal. The Lord knows those who are hit. Am I reading the right scripture here? Where did I? I got lost. I'm like trying to find it. I'm like, if I just keep going, I'm going to come upon it. But this isn't right. I'm in chapter 2. That didn't make sense. All right, thanks. Sorry, chapter 3. 2 Timothy. My bad. Sorry, guys. 2 Timothy, chapter 3. But as for you, continue in what you have learned. This makes sense now. But continue in what you have learned and have firmly believed, knowing from whom you learned it. And how you, from childhood, you have been acquainted with the sacred writings, which are able to make you wise for salvation through faith in Christ Jesus. And here's a famous verse 16. All Scripture is breathed out by God and profitable, profitable for teaching, for reproof, for correction, and for training in righteousness, that the man of God may be, may be competent, equipped for every good work. See, Paul instructs Timothy about what Scripture is. And so, yes, it's the number one way we hear God's voice. It's the number one way we get to know God. But it's the number one way that transforms us. It's not our New Year's resolutions. It's not our diets. It's not all the good things that we're going to try to do this year to make ourselves the better you, to make yourself the best you that you could be. That aren't, those aren't the things that are going to transform us. The number one thing... Ten years of research, tried true over centuries and centuries of the church, and us becoming more and more like Jesus is what? It's scripture. It changes us. It makes us more like Jesus. Why? Even though this thing's black, it's literally like a mirror. When I read this, I open it up and I go, oh my gosh. I didn't notice I had a big zit right here on my face. You know, we're speaking spiritually. I didn't know like there was earwax hanging out of my ear. I didn't know like I had like parsley in my teeth, spiritually. And when we open up the scripture, we go, oh my gosh, look at, look at these things that God is wanting to change inside of me of who I am. Look at the condition of my heart. Even this Psalm 16 talks about my, my, my uh, lines have fallen in, in pleasant places. Sometimes my heart wrestles with it. I was, no, it's not true. I want more. I want more of what the world offers. And scripture comes back to, you no, know, be satisfied in God. And it reveals the dark depths, the hidden resources, areas of my heart. It changes and it transforms us. So here's the three things that scripture helps us do. I think we have like a little pyramid. You guys have that back there? Here it is. Scripture informs the story we believe scripture informs the relationships that we partake in and scripture informs the habits that we participate in what's the story what do I mean by that we all believe a story we even sang that song this morning you write a beautiful story we all we all believe a story whether your story is I was born and um, nobody loves me and my parents left me and so my life is just sad and so I'm, I'm just going to be a sad person. Or I was born a certain way. I was born in this certain family and everything's about me. And look how awesome my life is. Or somewhere, maybe it's somewhere in between. And, or you believe your, your life's all about this kind of subculture or whatever subculture. We all have this story in our mind that we believe. And the decisions that we make are because of the story we believe. But scripture doesn't give us the allowance to have a subjective story. It gives us an objective story which we should believe as Christians. Not only does it inform our story, it informs the habits that we partake in. The things that we do every day, Scripture informs the things that we should and shouldn't be doing. And also the relationships that we we keep. The relationships that we invest in. Scripture informs those things. So, Scripture 1, the number one way we hear God's voice, Number two, it's the number one way that we know God personally. And number three, it changes and transforms us to make us more like Jesus. All right, so here's what we're going to do. This is the CBR journal. Uh, We're going to have these back here after service, and you guys can grab them. Um, But just to show you, here's what the goal is this morning. It's to show us that when we're reading scripture, it's to have a meaningful time with God. Above knowledge, above checklist, it's, it's to have meaningful, I mean, I can honestly say not every time I read my Bible it's meaningful. Sometimes I'm like, it's like Leviticus, and you're like, thou shalt take two turtle doves, divide them in half, place them on the money off, you know, you're like, okay. But when we read it, with kind of this thing helps us is understand there's actually Jesus revealed in all of the Scripture. It helps us have a meaningful time in Scripture. So here's what we're gonna do. We're gonna take those. There's there's an acronym in the CBR. It's called Acts, and it stands for adoration, uh, confession, thanksgiving, and supplication. And so what, what we're gonna do is we're gonna start with number one with A, which is adoration, and I'm gonna have you guys share. What you, they're, they're, they use the same scripture that we all just read, Psalm 16. So, mm-hmm. Isaac, why don't you start
1: us off with what you put in adoration? Are, are, are we going to talk about surrendering first? Just just do the four quadrants and then, sorry.
0: Gosh, don't mess it up, Isaac. <laughs> I'm
1: sorry. He, he said that wasn't good enough. I'm just um, for adoration, <clears throat> I said, um, Father, thank you for being so great and powerful. Uh, so loving to the undeserving, so merciful to the fallen. You, your infinite grace is amazing and breathtaking. I worship and praise your holy name.
2: And right before the four boxes, it says, pray through your pen. So <clears throat> mine's very simple, and it was just basically praying through my writing. Thank you, God, that you make known the path of life, that you don't leave me to figure things out on my own. Thank you, God, that you are my refuge. What a gift. Thank you that you are my portion and my cup. May I take that cup daily. May I draw from your well of living waters.
0: See how, see how different that is than just kind of like reading scripture and just going, oh, I read it. Okay, checklist. feel better about myself. I mean, it's, it's allowing God to open up your heart. So that was the first part of it, adoration. Uh, will you guys continue with the second part? see with confess this is where this is <laughs> this is where it gets a little bit hard especially for them because they're like confessing in front of all you guys don't worry uh, this- i lied <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, but this is where we we should be confessing every time we come through scripture there should be something revealed in our heart and where god wants to either tell us something we need to start doing or stop doing right uh, to make us more like him so why don't you guys read the confession part
1: <clears throat> I said, Lord, forgive me for wanting what I don't have, for looking for fulfillment in what, I, in what you have not given me. I look for joy in a world that you are, in our part, you're not, you are not a part of.
2: Lord, forgive me for not receiving your promises in full, for believing the lies of the enemy. I confess to taking my eyes off of you. How much more joyful would my life be if my eyes would focused on you forever?
0: Let's move to the next one, Thanksgiving.
1: Um, Jesus, thank you for coming to be with your children, to give your life so that we may have life. Paid for by the blood and renewed through your resurrection. Thank you for calling me to join the love of the Trinity, giving me hope for everything that will be renewed.
2: Lord, thank you that I can delight in my inheritance. Help me, Lord, to never lose sight of my inheritance in eternity. Everything on earth pales in comparison. I get to spend eternity with you.
0: And then the last portion of that is supplication, which is prayer. is asking God, the Holy Spirit, to change us from within. And so this should be a normal part of our regular spending time in our devotions.
1: We don't just end it there and then go,
0: okay, that was great. We ask for God's help to change us. So why don't you guys read there
1: lord i will seek you all the days of my life i will quench my thirst with your word i will find hope in your promises and i will thank you for all the things you have blessed me with
2: lord transform me into your likeness cause me to have a heart that is glad and a tongue that rejoices transform my heart and mind to fully believe and to act as a daughter who will never be abandoned
0: awesome great god great job guys thank you so much one week Thanks, brother. So the reason why I wanted them to do that in front of us is just to encourage us. You don't have to write all these big, like, Christianese words, right? You don't have to, like, oh, thank you for the propitiation and the expiation of my sins. And, like, God doesn't care about that kind of stuff. I mean, he, he cares, but, I mean, He wants to know that He has your heart, and He wants to change you from the inside out. And this is what reading Scripture should be. It should be meaningful. It should be not just a checklist. And I know that there's us in this room, myself included, who are saying, man, I'm going to be faithful to Scripture this year. I think that's a noble task and a noble New Year's resolution. But here's my encouragement to us as, as a community. Don't get caught up and oh man, I didn't read today, okay? I'm giving you the freedom for that. You've probably never heard a preacher say that. Don't get caught up in like, oh, I didn't do my everything today. What I'm saying is get caught up in being spending meaningful time with God through Scripture. Should it be daily? Absolutely, make that your goal. But I, you know, I was talking for like 25 minutes. Probably felt like 40, but like 25 minutes up here, and these guys probably finished that before I was done talking. And honestly, if you, it can probably take you about 10 minutes to spend meaningful time with God. It doesn't have to be this long, arduous kind of uh, uh, exercise you do every day. And whatever that means for you, whether it's morning, whether it's evening, if it's in the middle of the day, some people are different. Doesn't matter. Don't let some culture tells you it always has to be in the morning. Whatever is best for you, find your rhythm and spend time with God. But how you spend time with God, let my encouragement be to you that let it be meaningful. Let it be where God transforms you from the inside out. Let it be where you're saying, God, thank you for showing me this. Will you help me change? Will you make me more like your son Jesus? Because that's the goal. The goal is not to look at another year, a diary finished, a a journal finished, and you go, I feel so good about myself. And all you have is head knowledge, but you haven't been transformed from inside out. You haven't been made more like Jesus. You still don't know God's voice, and you still don't know the character of God, because all you did was just read through your Bible. That's not the goal. I would love for Southland's Chino... If the one thing that we did this year was became a people devoted to Scripture, we all did this together, that would be amazing. Could you imagine a church where everyone's reading their Bible? That would probably, sad to say, but that would probably be revolutionary. (laughs) I'm being serious. And the cool thing about this is that if we all did this together, we're all sharing the same scripture together. And, we, and you know, we're going to be doing this in our life groups. We'll, we'll, every other week we'll be saying, hey, let's go through CBR together. We'll share this together. So we're not just on our own. We can do this together in groups. All right. Enough of me talking this morning. Let's stand